Good morning, Colorado. You're listening to The Daily Sunup. The Daily Sunup podcast is a conversation with the Colorado Sun. See our trust indicators at coloradosun.com slash ethics. It's Wednesday, January 10th. Today, politics team members Sandra Fish and Brian Eason offer a preview of the 2024 Colorado legislative session that starts today. Before we begin, join ACG Denver's Rocky Mountain Corporate Growth Conference on February 12th to 13th as the middle market business community comes together to discuss trending issues and the latest investment strategies. Make new connections and partner with experts at the Hyatt Regency Denver for two days of networking and learning opportunities that will help you prepare for 2024 and beyond. Register at acg.org slash events. Now, let's go back in time with some Colorado history. Buffalo Bill Cody, an iconic showman who dramatized the American West, passed away in Denver on this date in 1917. Born in Iowa in 1846, Cody's adventures began as a teamster headed to Colorado in 1861. His exploits across the West were often exaggerated, including his time as a bison hunter in Kansas, earning him the nickname Buffalo Bill. In 1868, he scouted for the U.S. Army, tracking Native Americans, and participating in the Summit Springs Battle in 1869. Colorado's last major conflict with indigenous peoples. His Wild West show started in 1883, touring globally, but losing popularity by the 1910s. After the Denver Post Circus acquired the show, Cody's career faded. His 1917 death sparked widespread mourning. 18,000 people viewed his body at the Capitol. Cody's concrete entombed remains at Lookout Mountain, along with a nearby museum, mark his lasting legacy. Before we continue, the Colorado Department of Healthcare Policy and Financing, HCPF, is raising awareness of the invaluable roles of direct care workers and the direct care workforce in Colorado. Direct care workers play a crucial role in enhancing the lives of individuals requiring assistance due to disability, age, or illness. Learn more about the impact of these workers and how to become one by visiting hcpf.colorado.gov slash direct-care-spotlight. Next, our feature story. Well, hello, Daily Sunup listeners. It's Wednesday, January 10th, and happy first day of the Colorado Legislative Session 2024 to all who celebrate. And I guess that includes me, Sandra Fish, and Brian Eason from your Colorado Sun Politics team. Hey there, Brian. Hey, this is going to be my first session in uh, five years, six years, maybe. Um, So, yeah, I'm... uh... Are you stoked? You know, I'm I'm a mix of excited and and nervous and like already tired somehow. I, which I think I think a lot of people in that building would uh, would share those feelings. I think that they're already pretty exhausted. I think that there's been a lot going on over there, and I would just want to ask you, what can we expect this year? I know that you and Jesse. Our partner in politics have been talking to a lot of these the legislative leaders and other people and tell us what the big issues are. Yeah. So I think, uh, you know, we, we spoke with with some Democratic leaders uh, last week. And honestly, the the top headline is that we're basically going to be having a lot of the same discussions we were having last year. Right. Um uh, I think the biggest thing that uh, the governor is going to push for, certainly, and and also uh, lawmakers uh, 
in the legislature is going to be around what can we do about the housing crisis here in Colorado. We all know how expensive it is. Uh, it's expensive if you're renting. It's really expensive if you're trying to buy a home. Um, if you're a longtime homeowner, you know, uh, your costs are going up too in the form of property taxes. Um, and so uh, the biggest thing we're going to see is this push uh, largely directed by the administration. But I think there's a little bit more uh, legislative input this time around. Um, and that's going to be a push to just get more houses built. Um, one of the biggest differences this year that we're going to see is so last year there was this uh, there was this big land use bill that the governor had proposed and it did a whole lot of things and local governments really didn't like it because it's one of the biggest things it did was it was it took away a lot of their local zoning powers and the reason for that is that you know we see over and over and over again how local governments really do constrain the supply of housing because they vote against things like apartments they vote against things like townhouses at the planning level and. This year, you know, lawmakers say they're going to kind of take a step back and work with local governments a little bit more than they did last year, uh, as opposed to saying, no, local governments, you have to do it our way or the highway. Now it's going to be a little bit more like, OK, we want to incentivize, you know, uh, duplexes and townhomes near transit. Right. We want to incentivize things like uh, ADUs or accessory dwelling units. Um so there's uh, there's definitely been a shift in the tenor of discussions around housing, and it's so far it seems more collaborative, right? They're trying to get more stakeholders on board to try and actually get something across the finish line. It interests me too. In that last year, there was this one giant bill that they introduced late in the session, and when we talked to Jared Polis last week, and you can find our conversation with him and other legislative leaders at coloradosun.com, look in the politics section, uh, he mentioned there being 15 to 20 bills, which is kind of overwhelming, but maybe doable, more doable than that one big package that has something for everyone to dislike. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's 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 a little reminiscent of uh, Proposition HH, right? Um, yeah. uh, you know, the, something for everyone to like also means a little something for for everyone to hate. Um, and so, so yeah, Democrats have said that what they want to do is they want to do uh, one bill around you know incentivizing housing near transit, and they want to do one bill around AUs, and they want to do. And they want to do one bill around uh, occupancy limits, right? Um, and, and the reason occupancy limits are, are important is because you know college students struggle with this quite a bit. Is a lot of a lot of towns will have these these limits that say, oh, you can't no more than a, a two or three people who are unrelated can live together in the same house. Well, if you're a college kid and you have three or four roommates, that's the way to make to make your rent actually affordable. Um, and and so. So that that's another kind of little little piece that we're going to see this year. But uh, but yeah, I mean the the message we're getting is is bite sized pieces, and uh, we'll see we'll see how many of them actually make it across the finish line. It's interesting you mentioned Proposition HH, which failed and then came back for a special session in November and did a bunch of what was in Proposition HH. But that property tax thing is still going to be there, and you're still going to see those big debates, right? Yeah. And so heading into the session, uh, what we're hearing is that there's a lot of trust that's been put in this uh, bipartisan tax commission to to come up with with solution. Um, 
And that, that commission, of course, was was formed during the special legislative session in, in November. And the the thinking was, you know, the legislature for the last few years has been passing these these temporary tax cuts that that they've had to find a way to pay for because you know lawmakers don't want to cut off funding sources that local services rely on. But the problem with doing this piecemeal every single year or every two years uh, to, to match up with kind of the assessment cycle is that number one, there's no predictability, right? Uh, local governments, they've been in a panic to set their budgets because they changed the tax code so recently. And, uh, you know, predictability matters for local governments, but it also really matters for homeowners, right? And uh, I think one of the reasons that we have seen so much backlash against uh, property taxes here in Colorado, and mind you, Colorado has pretty low property taxes on the whole, right? Um, but we're still seeing so much anger and so much, uh, there's so much pent up demand and politicians are responding to that demand for tax relief. And I think one of the biggest reasons for that is that you see these huge, huge jumps, right? And COVID obviously played a role in that. Two years ago, the assessment cycle was was kind of at, at a low, right? We were just coming out of the pandemic. Uh, everything was kind of uncertain. Um, and then, you know, this past cycle, you had this huge jump in, in home values. And so one thing that the lawmakers are looking at is, is there a way that we can eliminate that sticker shock, right? Like maybe we don't have, maybe one solution I've heard that, that might come out is, okay, maybe we don't do, you know, some massive tax cut, but can we smooth it out when you see this 20% increase? So you're paying 5% over each year over four years, right? As opposed to one big, massive, massive increase. The other thing I think you're, you're seeing talked about quite a bit is, is there a way to target tax relief a little bit more towards folks who, who need it? Uh, we've heard this on uh, on the senior homestead exemption. Uh, we, were, we were speaking with uh, House Speaker Julie McCluskey last week, and one of the things she said was, can we means test this, right? Can we provide a little bit more relief to a low-income senior that's really struggling uh, and maybe not give the same level of tax relief to... Me. Uh, <laughs> sure. Yeah, so uh, maybe not give the same level of tax relief to uh, to Jared Polis, for instance, which is a great example. And it's a it's kind of a fitting example I picked because Jared Polis has been very adamant all along of I he wants he wants rate cuts, right? And and what rate cuts do is they disproportionately benefit wealthier Coloradans like himself. Um, you're seeing a lot of a lot of push from progressives uh, in the Democratic caucus to. Uh, go away from rate cuts as much as possible and, and really deliver those tax breaks to to the folks that are struggling the most with housing, housing costs. There are plenty of other issues out there. There's a ton of politics involved in all this too, right? I mean, there's politics within each of the two parties and between them as well. You're covering the House this year and things have been a little bit heated there, shall we say. Can you catch us up on what the atmosphere is there? They have been a little bit heated. Um, you know, you know, I, I wasn't here here last legislative session, but you know, there was there's a lot of name calling, uh, I think possibly on both sides, but there was certainly um some offensive things on uh on the Republican side said on the Republican side of the aisle. 
uh, that that Drew some reprimands on on the Democratic side of the aisle. You know, Representative Elizabeth Epps uh, during uh, during the special session, she effectively interrupted business on the last day uh, in support of some of a Palestinian protest that was happening in the gallery. And the way that she did that, the way that she went about that, um, really rubbed a lot of people the wrong the wrong way. Um, so the House Speaker, uh, I believe it was earlier this week, uh, sent her sent her a letter uh, saying that she wants the representative's behavior to improve. Um, we will see uh, if Representative Epps is is better able to work with with people in her own caucus and and kind of figure out a way to get her priorities across right um without uh being disruptive to the point that um she's getting people in her own party who in some cases do agree with her right uh but uh it's putting them in in an uncomfortable position for sure you know the thing that strikes me too is there are people like her she is facing a couple of primary challengers and there are other people out there who are going to be facing people from their own party. Senator Larry Liston is facing two people that clearly don't like him in Colorado Springs at this point. And, and there are a lot of people that are, will be facing challenges, especially in close seats. And I think that all is there in the background while they're trying to do the people's business Definitely, and it'll be interesting to see how uh, how minority leader uh, in the House, uh, the minority leader Mike Lynch, will will deal with his own political situation. You know, he's now running for running for Congress. Um, one thing you you hear about a lot at the state capitol is, oh, we don't want that DC that DC politics in here. We want to turn that tone down the rhetoric. You know, we they like to think of themselves as as above Washington politics. Um, I don't know how uh, how true that that always is, and twenty twenty four will definitely be a, be an interesting test of that. It really is, and you know, if you're a listener and you're interested in getting involved, we have an explainer today on the Colorado Sun that gives you all the links that you could you if you have time on your hands, you could sit at home and watch the Colorado Legislature and listen to committee hearings, and you can search the bills and. There's a ton of data out there on the legislative site, so check that out. And Brian and Jesse will be covering this stuff all the time. If you really want the inside scoop, you could become a premium member and subscribe to the unaffiliated. Thanks for talking with us, Brian. Thanks so much. Can't wait. Can't wait for uh, the next few months. You can read more at coloradosun.com. Finally, here are a few stories that you should know about today. New data from the Colorado Department of Education shows the state saw one of the biggest boosts to its graduation rates in years. More students graduated from high school last year than in 2022, and fewer dropped out. Colorado's four-year graduation rate in 2023 jumped by 0.8 percentage points to 83% as nearly 57,000 students earned their high school diploma. That's an increase of more than 500 students over 2022. Graduation rates among classes of students who take longer than four years to graduate high school also improved. Colorado's area agencies on aging are so short on funds this year that thousands of older people are stuck on wait lists for services like free meal delivery, and programs are at risk of collapsing. 
The Colorado Department of Human Services says six of the 16 aging agencies in Colorado kept wait lists last year involving nearly 5,000 people. The Denver Area Agency has the largest wait list by far, now with nearly 3,000 names. Nearly 1,400 people have not received services in the past few months, including being turned away when they needed a ride to the doctor. The Colorado legislature's 2024 lawmaking term begins Wednesday, and the Democratic majority at the Capitol has a long to-do list of unfinished business. Increasing affordable housing and offering property tax relief are the top agenda items. Close behind are efforts to reduce greenhouse gas emissions and close a long-standing K-12 funding deficit. All of that work will need to happen in a general assembly that's embroiled in more acrimony than at any time in recent memory, with each party facing internal divisions even as they struggle to reach bipartisan agreements with one another. For more information on all of these stories, visit our website, coloradosun.com. And don't forget to tune in again next time. The Colorado Sun is nonpartisan and completely independent. We're always dedicated to telling the in-depth stories we need today more than ever. And the Sun is supported by readers and listeners like you. Right now, you can head to coloradosun.com and become a member, starting at $5 per month for a basic membership, and if you bump it up to $20 per month, you'll get access to our exclusive politics and outdoors newsletters. Thanks for starting your morning with us, and don't forget to tune in again tomorrow.